Eddy B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Mo'ed Katan Daf Chavtet. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'ilu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tenihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. L'Rifuah Shelema Sarab Bat Mazal El Narefalala Betoch Shar Hole Amo Yisrael. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'ilu Nishmat. המנוח שנפטר בקיצור ימים ושנים עזרה בן תונה מזל רוח השם תניחנו בגן עדן אמן ותהי נשמתו צרורה בצור החיים אמן אמר בחנינה קשה יציאת נשמה מן הגוף כציפורי בפי הבשת לגבלה we learned says that there are many different types of death so now the Gemara is telling us that certain deaths are more painful than others. So one death is considered like tzipuri, like ropes that have knots on them that are being pulled through rings. It seems by the boats, by the docks, they used to have ropes that used to be pulled through rings in order to pull the boats in. And these uh, rings were small, they were narrow, and the ropes were very wide, thick, and when they would pull the ropes through, it would be very hard to pull them through. They did it on purpose. So there's certain deaths, it's like pulling a rope with knots through these rings uh, by the boats. Like cables that are pulling, being pulled through the holes. Which means, some say when they used to want to bring two boats together. So they used to have uh, cables, and they used to run these uh, cables to these uh, rings in order to get two boats to tie them together. Others explain that the boats themselves, that they, some boats didn't put nails, they want to put metal in the boats. So what they would do is to keep the woods on the side of the boats. You know, in fact, they would have like uh, rings, and they would run uh, these cables through them and make them very tight to keep the sides of the boat intact. Now, they wanted to keep it very tight, from, they didn't want it to fall apart. So to pull the cables through the rings was very difficult. So there's some death, like the Neshama is being pulled out of the person. It's like pulling these ropes uh, through these uh, rings. Amar bi levi bar hayata. Haniftar bin amit. When a person is leaving the deceased, for example at the cemetery, so he's departing himself from the met. Lo yomar lo lech leshalom. Do not tell the person lech leshalom. Ela lech beshalom. The right way to depart from a deceased one is using the words beshalom. Haniftar menachai. But a person that's leaving a living one. Lo yomar lo lech beshalom. Don't tell him lech beshalom. Ela lech leshalom. That the Gemara will prove it to us. And if Tarmen Amet lo yomano lechle shalom ela lechle bes shalom to the deceased you say bes shalom shne emar veata tavo el beabotecha bes shalom. That was a reference over here. Kadosh Baruch Hu promised Avraham Abinu that in his death he will go bes shalom. That was when the time he dies. So when God was referring to the death of Avraham, he says veata tavo el abotecha bes shalom. Furthermore, the Gemara says, "Hadniftar min ahai, a person that's leaving a living person, lo yomal lo lech b'shalom, el alech leshalom." How do you know? Shared David she'amar le'ab shalom. David, that the father of Shalom was pursuing him. 
So Avshalom said he's going to Hebron. This is before David knew about the plot. So now, what does David tell his son Avshalom? Lech Beshalom. He was still alive at the time. And what happened? Halak Vinitla. Eventually, uh, Avshalom had a lot of hair. He was riding on his horse. <coughs> he was fighting against David Amelech. His hair got caught in the tree. Now he was dangling from the tree. Yoav bin Suruya came and killed him. So the Benish Shai asked the obvious question. Why did David Amelech tell his son who was still alive, Lech Beshalom? He should have told him, Lech Beshalom. So the Benish Shai says, it was a slip. Because <coughs> really Avshalom was supposed to die. David Amelech meant to tell him, Lech Beshalom. But came out of his mouth, Lech Beshalom. So you see over here, that Miftar Menachai, you don't say Lech Beshalom. Because look what happened. He told him Lech Beshalom and he ended up dying. But that was Menachemaim that he said that. Yitro Shamal Moshe Lech Leshalom. When Moshe Rabbeinu left Yitro's house to go back to Egypt, what did Yitro tell him? Lech Leshalom. Halach Vitzliah. He went and became the leader of Israel. So you see that is the proper terminology to use. Now the question then is, what is the difference between Lech Beshalom and Lech Leshalom? So explanation is like this. When a person is still alive, he has much more to accomplish. And what a person is supposed to accomplish in his life is perfection. He has to reach greatness. And therefore when a person is leaving his friend that's still alive, he's supposed to bless him and say, Lech Leshalom, go to your perfection. Go continue to elevate yourself and grow and become great. After a person dies, however, his perfection is finished. He cannot change himself. He can only take what he has already, what he accomplished. And therefore, to the deceased, they say, Lech Beshalom. Go with what you accomplished. Go with your perfection, whatever level you attain. But you cannot say, go to your perfection, because he cannot elevate himself. Hence the difference between Lech Shalom and Beshalom. It should be noted that... When the brothers were fighting with Yosef, the Shivatim Shifteya, the Pasuk says, Velo Yachelu Ehav Shalom. Which means the brothers were not able to tell Yosef Shalom. Which means one of the good things we see in the fight of the brothers was at least they were not two faced. Which is whatever they uh, held about Yosef, they they showed him. They didn't hold it in their heart. So one of the things the Torah tells us is, they weren't able to tell Yosef, Lech Leshalom. Velo yachilu yachav dabero leshalom. If anything, they would want to tell him at that point, Lech Beshalom. They didn't tell him that either. But it says, Velo yachilu yachav dabero leshalom. They cannot tell him, Lech Leshalom. Because they were not, uh, they were not at peace with him. Ave Amar Bilevi. Anybody that leaves the Beta Knesset and he goes to the Beta Midrash, which is he goes from Tefillah to Talmud Torah, um Beta Midrash to Beta Knesset. Then after he learns, he goes back to the Beta Knesset. For example, he prays Shaharit, then he goes to the Beta Midrash to learn. After he finishes learning, he goes back to the Beta Knesset to pray Minha. So he's constantly running between. Torah, Tefillah, Tefillah and Torah, Zocheh umikabed peneshechinah. Such a person, Atid will merit to greet the face, the presence of the Shechinah. Shene'emar, Yelechu mechayil elchayil. He goes from one strength to another strength. Yerae'e Elohim b'siyon. He will see uh, the God b'siyon. Which means with all the Tefillot that he has, and all the uh, Torah that he has, in the zikhut of this, he will see the face of the Shekhinah.
And the Mephashim explained he will succeed in all his ways. The Maharsha explains over here, this is specifically referring to somebody that serves God, Berovam, meaning he does tefillah b'sibur, and also he learns with a habura. Because the zechut of learning in a habura, in a group, and praying in a group, that's the zechut that one will be zocher to be mekabel the shekhinah. Just like the Jewish people greeted the shekhinah b'siyor when they used to go up under the galim, like it says, Shadosh Palim Bashana, Yirae Kul Zechurecha. So it says, Yirae El Elohim Besiyon. Just like in Siyon, Yerushalayim, they would greet the Shekhinah and the Regalim. So too, such a person, the Atidavo, will greet the Shekhinah. Comes the Gemaran, concludes. Amar Rav Kiya Bar Ashe Amar Rav. Talmidei Hakamim. They have no rest, even in Olam They go from one strength to another. Now what does this mean? The simple interpretation is that just like the Hakimim in this world have no rest, because they're always learning Torah, the heavens above are called Yeshiva Shel Ma'ala. What does Yeshiva mean? It's Yeshiva. They're going to study Torah as well. Just like they study Torah in this world, they're going to continue to plummet the depths of the Torah and study it. Rashi over here in the Kitab Yad says, This is obviously a praise. Which means they're going to constantly be going from one section in Gan Eden to another section, taking a tour, so to speak, walking around from one level to another. And the Mephashim expand on this point and say that the Tamidah HaKamim, since they left a mark on this world, so therefore, even though they cannot do any more mitzvot, however, the zikhuyot that they set into motion, they are going to be a zikhut for the tzaddik. So every time you get settled in one level in Gan Eden, they're going to tell them, okay, listen, we've got to elevate you. So what do you mean? What zikhuyot do I have? All the Torah that you taught in this world, it has caused people to study more, and to learn more, and make the Shuvah. So your influence is still being perpetuated after the Tamir Hagan passes on, and therefore, he has no menucha. Every time he settles in in one area, let's go, Yelchum Mechayel Elchayel, next level. Then he settles into the next level, keep on going highest. Yelchum Mechayel Elchayel, Yerael Hemesiyon. Moreover, should give us Beracha, that Hadran Alach Ve'elu Megamayim, it's like we finished a Masechet of Ha'at Kadam, which will be Zochet to finish, and many more Masechtot, and the Zechut that we learned is in Yanim, Ban Minnan, on the subject of Semachot, HaKadu Baruch Hu should save us from it, it should only remain in theory, and should not come into Amen. <laughs> 
דעתן עלן, כוסר ברכתם, ודעתך עלן. לאט נשם מנן שקורת כתב, ולאט נשם מנן. למה אמר אדם? למה אמר דתי לאסון? לפני כזה מה ידענו לאבותינו? שתהיה תורתך אמרו אין אותנו מעולם הזה. תהיה עמנו רבה. אני בפפה, נמיד בפפה, נחמד בפפה, חי בפפה, אבא מורי בפפה, נפל בפפה, נחיש בפפה. סולחה בפפה, אדם בפפה, דלו בפפה. אבל אין דעתנו מעולם הזה, ואין דעתנו מעולם